is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Jesus Christ has always existed. Jesus Christ is the third person of the Godhead. He had his part in creation long before Mary was even thought of. So how can Mary be the mother of God? She's not. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Freewill Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our drive-in church services that we're now having here at the church because of the coronavirus situation. The Spirit of God is moving in these services People are being blessed, and we hope that you'll stay right there with us for the next 30 minutes and be blessed as well. Well, we're going to go on into this song now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you.
Amen. Praise God. We hope you've enjoyed the music and singing that we've had here on the program over the past few weeks. We realize that many of you are still at home due to concerns over the coronavirus, and it's just our way of bringing church to you. We hope and pray it's been a blessing to you. By way of announcement, we're going to be worshiping the Lord inside the church now. Uh, we've taken all the necessary precautions to prevent the spread of the coronavirus, and we want everyone to feel safe. But at the same time, we also realize that there are some of you out there that still have concerns about being in large crowds, so we're still offering drive-in church. Now, you're probably wondering, well, Brother James, how does that work? Well, you just pull right up in the parking lot here at the church, Turn on your radio, and you can just worship the Lord right there in your car right along with us. But here's the thing. It's getting hot out there, folks. So in an effort to beat the heat, we decided to move our Sunday morning worship service back to 930. So come on out and join us for Sunday morning worship service at 930. The church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. We're also having Bible study every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, which is also being broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who are interested in drive-in style. Again, the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. If you have any questions about this or any of our other services, please feel free to give us a call at 252-299-4200. Three, four. Well, we're going to go on into the message now, taken from one of our drive-in church services here at the church. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. The Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1. Move down, if you will, to verse 46. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is to them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he hath sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the song of Mary. The song of Mary. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before your throne of grace today. I thank you for every person that has gathered here in this parking lot today to worship you and to hear 
your word today. Lord, I thank you for every person that's listening by radio, the internet, by CD, whomever they may be, wherever they may be today, Lord, we thank you for them. And Lord, I only have words today, and there are a lot of needs under the sound of my voice. And Lord, there are a lot of questions. Lord, I ask for your anointing today to help me rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, that the questions may be answered, Lord, that the needs of the people might be met. Anoint your people today to hear and to receive of your word, Lord, that we might be drawn a little bit closer to you. Is my prayer today in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen and amen. This of which I have just read to you is also known as the Magnificat. It is the song of Mary. It falls in line along with the song of Moses, Miriam, Elizabeth, David, and other psalmists. And these particular songs give praise and worship to God for doing things on their behalf. And then it goes into things that God will do in the future. Mary spoke these words after having experienced something of such magnitude that you and I today could hardly imagine or comprehend. She was visited by an angel who gave the announcement that she was to be the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to think about what I've just said. What a word. What a message. What an announcement to hear that you have been chosen of God to bring forth the Savior of mankind. You think of that. Think of that, ladies and gentlemen, because just as Mary was called of God to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of mankind, you and I today as His children have also been called of God to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. Back some time ago before this coronavirus situation began, we were going down to South Carolina on I-95 and I saw a sign beside the road that said, if you can't find Jesus, just look for his mother. And the moment I read that sign, I said, that's a sign that our Catholic friends have put up because they believe and teach that Mary is the mother of God. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something this morning. Jesus Christ had a mother. 
But Mary is not the mother of God. Mary was the mother of the man, Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. Mary was not the mother of God. She was the mother of the man, Christ Jesus. Now, I realize by making that statement, there's some questions. And Mary had some questions too. She asked the angel, if you'll look there in verse 34. She asked the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Her question is asked in the natural course of things and how we understand things to be. But ladies and gentlemen, God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Jesus Christ has always existed. Jesus Christ is the third person of the Godhead. He had his part in creation long before Mary was even thought of. So how can Mary be the mother of God? She's not. She is the mother of the man, Christ Jesus, because at a given point in time, Jesus was born into this world to save mankind. Now, Mary and Joseph had absolutely nothing to do with the conception of Jesus Christ. Nothing. If you and I today could go back in time and actually see our Savior Jesus Christ in the flesh and have Mary and Joseph standing there beside him, ladies and gentlemen, there would be no resemblance. You would see no facial features of Joseph or Mary in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. Had there been DNA testing at that time, and they were to draw some of the blood of our Savior and draw some of the blood of Mary and Joseph and do a DNA test, there would have been nothing linking Jesus Christ to Mary and Joseph because, like I said, they had absolutely nothing to do with the conception of Jesus Christ. The conception of Christ was all of God. God spoke everything that was needed for Christ to exist in this world. He spoke it into Mary's womb. Everything. And at a given point in time, she brought forth her firstborn son. God manifested in the flesh the man, Christ Jesus 
Like I said, Mary was the mother of the man. But she's not the mother of God, and she's not to be accounted equal with God, and she's not to be prayed to either. Mary said, if you look in verse 38, Luke chapter 1, she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. God has a purpose for every single human being born in this world. And here's the thing. We'll never realize our purpose, nor our full potential, until we acquiesce to the Word of God. Let me say that again. You will never come to realize the purpose that God has for you. And you will never come up to your full potential until you acquiesce to what the Word of God says. And my friend, there's no greater purpose in life than to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to others because that, ladies and gentlemen, has eternal consequences. Now, sometimes... In life, events can transpire that are so extreme, so mind-boggling. It's just hard to believe. And Mary experienced such an event. She saw this angel. And I imagine the thoughts went through her mind, am I seeing things? She heard this announcement. And it was a bit more than what she could wrap her mind around. Am I seeing things? Was this just a dream? Was it something I ate? It says times such as this, when God deals with us in such an extreme measure, we begin to doubt ourselves and God sends confirmation. He told Mary through the angel, Luke 1, verse 36, He said, Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. This was the confirmation that Mary needed. And Mary goes to check it out for herself. If you'll look there in verse 41. It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby, speaking of John the Baptist, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this was the confirmation that Mary needed. And there are things that take place in our lives at times that are so great, it's just hard for us to wrap our minds around it, what God is saying, and it's just so hard to believe. And God sends confirmation. Such a thing has happened to me recently. 
back some weeks ago. Actually, it was Easter Sunday. I had a dear lady to call me up. And she has called me on several different occasions and has told me things that only God can know. So I know this woman is not some kook because I pray about things and me and the Lord only know about it. And I've asked the Lord for some things. And then to have a stranger miles away to call me up and to say things that I'm like, is there a microphone in my prayer closet? Has this woman been listening to my prayers? No, ladies and gentlemen, she's been listening and, and praying to the same God that I've been praying to. To be in tune with God to that extent, ladies and gentlemen. She calls me up. She said, Pastor Pierce, the Lord told me to tell you something. She said, the Lord is going to open up doors of opportunity for you to preach more than you have before. Now, I was very kind and very gracious to this lady because in the past she's been spot on with things. But when she told me that, I began to think that she done missed it now. Because here we are in the middle of this coronavirus. A lot of churches is closed down. How can we preach to more people, have more opportunities to preach? And all the churches, most of the churches is shut down. A lot of churches right now are, are having to do services online. God, we don't even have internet at the church. So how can we do live streaming? Now, I know from experience, when I start to thinking, it costs money. <laughs> and when God opens up doors of opportunity, it costs money. And I said, Lord, everybody, everybody, everybody I know is out of work right now. They're sitting at home. They're waiting for a check from Uncle Sam to come just so they can make ends meet. Lord, where's the money going to come from when these opportunities present themselves? I thought to myself, this, this woman's done, she's, she's missed God. She's out of her mind. She's... Maybe she's not taking her medications. Maybe this COVID-19's got a hold of her or something. I, I, I don't know. But like I said, I was very kind and gracious to the lady. And I thanked her and I hung up the phone. Didn't think no more about it. A few weeks later, I get a call from a radio station down in South Carolina. The man that owns this network, he owns 40 radio stations all across the country in different states. And then, a few days later, I get a call from Go Mix Christian Radio, WAGO, out of Snow Hill. They sent me a message that 
there was an opening during the week for us to air one night out of the week at 6.30. Brother Pierce, we wanted to offer that slot to you. I said, well, thank you so much. Let me, let me pray about it. And in my prayer time along with the Lord, I'm praying. And I said, Lord, where's the money going to come from? Lord, we don't have it. We got a business meeting scheduled here at the church in May, but the business meetings have been postponed until this coronavirus thing ends. I can't make a decision like that and, and money be involved in it without the church voting on it. Lord, what do you want me to do? And God hears me standing right here on this platform today. Within the next three days, there was enough money donated through the website and came in through the mail, through our post office box, to pay for that airtime over Go Mix Christian Radio. And this coming Thursday night at 6.30 on Go Mix Christian Radio, we'll be airing the same Sunday morning message that we're airing here. And you say, well, Brother James, why are, you, why are you doing all of this? I'm doing it because God said do it, and he opened the door. And my friend, if that ain't confirmation, I don't know what is. Well, Brother James, what does the church think about it? I don't know what the church thinks about it. I just know God opened the door, and he provided the funds, and that's why we're going to do it. God provided, ladies and gentlemen. God provided. And he made a way. Confirmation. It's what Mary needed. And there are times in our Christian walk when we need confirmation as well. All right. That was just the introduction to my message. <laughs> Some of you got Mother's Day plans and you ready to go get that steak or that fried chicken or whatever your plans are. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Mary said, Luke chapter 1, verse 46, My soul doth magnify the Lord. The soul is the seat of your emotions. The soul is the seat of your emotions. And what you magnify affects how you feel. Let me say that again. Your soul is the seat of your emotions... And what you magnify affects how you feel with all of this COVID-19 stuff going on right now. What are you magnifying? I'm going to leave that between you and God, but it is something to think about. Verse 47. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Your spirit is the seat of the will and intellect. 
It's what you know. And when you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, my friend, you can't help but rejoice. And let me say this about that. Your soul magnifying the Lord and your spirit rejoicing. In some way, it will be carried out through the members of your physical body. In other words, other people are going to be able to see you magnifying the Lord and they're going to be able to see you rejoicing and praising God through the members of your physical body. Sometimes it may just be a tear coming down your cheeks. Maybe sometimes it's just a big old smile on your face when everything is going wrong. Sometimes the Spirit of God comes on you and you just can't help but dance a little bit and praise the Lord and raise your hands and give out a shout to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a time when we need to magnify God and praise His name and rejoice in the things that God has done for us. It's going to be carried out through your flesh in some way. Oh, good grace of mercy. If some of y'all would get as excited over the Lord Jesus Christ as you do some ball game or some car running around a racetrack, we'd blow the, the roof off of this church. But some of y'all wouldn't give you five cents for what you got. The Spirit of God moves and things are said and, and, and God works things out for you and you sit there like a bump on a log and you never say amen, you never say praise God, you never say thank you Jesus. You are robbing God of His glory when you do that, ladies and gentlemen. And Jesus told the people that day when He was riding in on that donkey into Jerusalem, they were praising Jesus Christ and they were rebuking the people and the Lord said you don't do that if they don't praise me if they don't worship me the rocks will cry out well I got news for you I ain't gonna let no rock cry out for me I'm gonna praise God and I'm gonna worship God and I'm gonna raise my hand and I'm gonna thank him for all that he has done for me glory to God well, some of you can't praise God because you sit there and watch CNN all the time. Oh, good grace and mercy. Let me leave that alone. My soul doth magnify the Lord. What are you magnifying? My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Are you rejoicing in the salvation that God has given you? Or are you rejoicing over some check that Donald Trump has sent you? Well, thank God for that, too, if you got one. <laughs> we ain't got one yet, but anyway, we're going to thank God for what he's going to do. Amen. All right, verse 48, Luke chapter 1. He has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. Mary was a sinner just like everybody else. She saw her need for a Savior, and she humbled herself as his servant. So again, I say to you today that Mary is not to be accounted equal with God. She went on to say, verse 48, latter half, For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. What a blessing 
to be called of God, to bring forth the Savior of mankind. But like I said earlier in this message, just as Mary was called to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ in the only way that she could, you and I today have been chosen of God to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ in only the way that you and I can. And God's got a blessing for all of those who will bring forth Christ to this lost and dying world. But wait a minute. She said, From henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Mary's name is forever written in the Word of God to be recognized by future generations for her contribution to the work of God. And what a blessing that is indeed. But let me also say this. Just as Mary's name is written down, your name is written down too. Glory to God. I said your name has been written down too. And God's got a great blessing for you too. You say, well, Brother James, I can't stand up there and preach on a platform like you do. Well, God didn't call you to get up here on a platform and preach like I do. He called you to talk to that person on the job. If you got a job. He's called you to support the work of God through your finances, through your giving. And I know today in this parking lot, we got a lot of visitors today from other churches, and I thank God for that. And we're going to take up an offering here later on at the end of the service, and I thank you for whatever you put in the offering plate. But let me remind you, please support your church at this time. Those of you listening by radio this morning, please don't forget to support your church. That is if they're preaching the gospel. If your church ain't pe- preaching Christ and Him crucified and how to apply it to the sin in your life, then you don't need to be supporting it. Let me say that again. If your church is not preaching Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind, you don't need to be supporting it. There is something that every single person under the sound of my voice today, there is something that you can do for God. In some way, you can bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. Luke 1, verse 49. He that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. God had done a great thing to Mary. Even as she stood there uttering these words, changes were taking place in Mary's heart and life because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, because of what Jesus did for us at Calvary's cross, mighty things can be done for us as well, if we'll believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who you are today, 
And I don't know what your background is. I don't care what the color of your skin is, what your financial situation is. Jesus Christ can change your life for the better if you'll give him a chance. Changes were taking place in the heart and life of Mary. And changes can take place in your heart and life as well if you'll give him a chance. Verse 50, His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. When man broke God's law, God had every right to pronounce judgment and to wipe man off the face of the earth. What a fearful thought. But instead, God chose to deal with mankind through and by the means of grace, which meant mercy had to be extended to all. And it's to whosoever will, from generation to generation, His mercy is on them that fear Him from generation to generation. Praise God, His mercy rewrote my life. I said His mercy rewrote my life. I could have fallen, my soul cast down. But thank God His mercy rewrote my life. Verse 51. Now this is good. He has showed strength with His arm. When I read that verse, I think about these bodybuilders that lift all these weights. Don't I look like I've been lifting a lot of weights? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've been lifting a lot of food on that spoon and on that fork. <laughs> yeah, I've been working out, but working them chips out of that bag and baptizing them in that dip. And having communion with them. <laughs> he has showed forth strength with his arm. What would you think this morning if one of these bodybuilders with all these muscles, I mean, he's got muscles everywhere. I mean, he's even got muscles over his eyebrows. And he was to come up here in front of you today and demonstrate his strength and his power. And in order to demonstrate that today, he just picks this ladder up over his head and does like this. What, what would you think about that? And you say, well, Brother James, that's crazy. A man with all that power and all he's going to do is lift up a ladder? I want, to, I want to see him do something incredible, like pick up a car or pick up that platform you own. That's, that's what I'm talking about. If he got all them muscles, I want to see him use them. God has showed the strength of his arm. He wants to show the strength of his arm in your life. But wait a minute. There has to be an extreme situation in order for God to flex his arms. 
See, you think this coronavirus situation is really something. Why don't God just step in and and do something about it, Brother James? Because it's just like that strong man with all them muscles just picking up a ladder over his head. It's nothing to God. Your situation just ain't got extreme enough yet for God to step in. Oh, but hallelujah, glory to God. Let me tell you something today, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest show of the strength of God was when Jesus Christ stretched forth his arms upon the cross of Calvary and took upon himself the weight of the sin of all mankind. That, ladies and gentlemen, was extreme. And our praise and worship to God can't be extreme enough for all that he has done for us. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. When God gave the law to Israel, he gave it to show mankind just how bad off he really was and to show mankind his need for a Savior. But wait a minute. When that law was given to Israel, Israel made a religion out of it, which God never intended. And they imagined themselves as being the keepers of the law. And that produced pride. God cannot stand pride, ladies and gentlemen, and especially in His children. The Bible warns us that pride cometh before a fall. When Jesus Christ came on the scene, he preached for three and a half years that he came to save the world from sin and even confirmed it with miracles, signs, and wonders. For 40 years after Jesus' resurrection, the disciples, who had little to no education, and Paul, who was the most educated of his day preached that Jesus Christ was the Savior, preached that He was the Messiah. But Israel, in their pride, went about to establish their own righteousness by the law. They saw no need for Jesus. And as a result, they were scattered all over the world in 70 A.D. Verse 52, He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. It's graduation time for some of you under the sound of my voice today. And to all of you who may be graduating, let me say congratulations to you. You've come to a milestone in your life. I want to tell you something. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. But a man that don't know his Bible or a woman that don't know her Bible is not educated. Verse 53, he has filled the hungry with good things. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things shall be added unto you. And the rich he has sent away empty. One can be rich in the things of this world, 
but poor in the things of God. Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? The rich religious leaders of Israel, as well as all of those who don't repent and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, will die lost and empty without God and spend eternity in hell. My friend, that is not my word. That is the word of God. Verse 54, He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy as He spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. This particular part of the passage is prophetic in nature. And is still yet to be fulfilled in the not too distant future. It will be fulfilled at the end of the seven year great tribulation period when the Antichrist sets his face toward Israel with the armies of the world against Israel to do away with these ancient people of old, these people of God, the final solution. It's called the Battle of Armageddon. And no nation on the face of the earth will come to help Israel at that time. And it is at that time, in the midst of this battle, the Bible says that the blood will flow up to the horse's bridle six foot deep, up to 150 to 200 miles. During this battle, the battle of Armageddon, is when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back at the second coming. And He's going to speak a word, and He's going to deliver Israel at that time. He's going to help His servant Israel. That prophecy, ladies and gentlemen, is still yet to be fulfilled. But it's not that far off. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, 
I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.